This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93.7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy Stick. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Happy Monday and welcome to On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bauckham and he is Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. Strick, how was your weekend? Oh, can't hear from you, Strick. Maybe we could, we could try to work that out. Uh, still not hearing from Strick, so maybe we can get some help on that. Um, I can't hear you. Let's see if we can we can get that fixed, but we'll work on that here in a second. Uh, again, this is on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, let me try to get some help real quick. All right, so hopefully they'll come in and help out with this. We just uh, can't hear Strix, so that's what we're working on. Uh, I am Jake Bauckert. Again, this is on the block on 93.7 The Ticket, uh, working on uh, on some technical issues. But anyway, we got a lot to talk about today. Also, Steve Sipple of the Lincoln Journal Star uh, will join us, set to join us around 425. So plenty of questions for him. Lots of stuff going on in Nebraska basketball land. Um, particularly, I wanted to talk about this, too, and just kind of open up, is Jordan Riley. Um, we knew that that was uh, something that kind of broke on Friday, so we talked about it briefly there there for a second um but as we kind of let let the weekend play out you kind of figure out he entered the transfer portal uh quickly out of it went uh chose to go to Oregon he tweeted that out over the weekend interesting because he probably would have been right up there when you think of kind of that three-man front uh up front might have been a starter at least played big minutes for Nebraska along that defensive line so um I see that as, as quite of a big a big loss um you know he didn't have the, the greatest stats uh, just because there was a heavy rotation last year uh, a lot of guys didn't get maybe as much playing time maybe um that's why uh he, he followed coach Tuity out to Oregon um but either way um it is a big loss for Nebraska I think because um I think you, they 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 kind of struck out. They were trying to get some things going on in the transfer portal as far as the defensive line goes, um, but we're not able to do that. Um, and so I think it's still something. And, and the transfer portal is just fascinating because you, you kind of thought that maybe it was um, over for the most part. Now that now that class has kind of started, now you're, you're getting back into the swing of things, um, and then you think you'd get to spring ball. Things don't work out in spring ball. Maybe they'll be back after that point, um, and there'll be more uh, portal news at that point, but I, I don't know. I'm starting to think this might be a year-long type of thing where you just kind of have to continually uh, re-recruit your players. Um, so who knows? I, I, that's that's what I thought. It's just the timing of it was quite odd. Um, Strick, I see you there. Can we hear you yet? Not quite yet. Still can't, but you can hear me at least, so that's, that's at least good. So we're still working on some technical issues, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Nebraska does have on their defensive front coming back 
uh, a few guys, Ty Robinson uh, being the, the main one that you get pretty excited about. Casey Rogers, another guy, uh, dealt with some injuries last year, so probably wasn't able to show out uh, quite as much as he wanted to. But that's that's when you start to get concerned, too, is that um, injuries do happen. Obviously, with those guys playing uh, that position, it can happen even uh, you know at a, at a high rate. Um, so when you talk about subbing guys, it's just going to be a very inexperienced defensive line is what it looks like behind those starters, unless they can add in the transfer portal. Um, obviously, the linebacker position you feel pretty good about. The secondary is going to be brand new. Um, so it's just kind of interesting because Nebraska relied on their defense last year and in some games even kind of game planned to be able to lean on their defense. Are they going to be able to do that this year with all the change and, and turnover that you have on the offensive side of the ball? You kind of hope that that would be a, a possibility. And certainly Jordan Riley is, is probably not going to make or miss or swing that sort of discussion, but it does make you feel a little bit more worried about that. Uh, as far as uh, the transfer yeah. portal going and taking away, all right, there's Strick. We can hear Strick finally. How you doing, Strick? Yeah, doing good, man. Uh, glad to be here on the block once again. And as you were talking, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a huge loss, you know, especially with depth at that position after lo losing Damian Daniels, Ben Stilley, and DeAndre Thomas. Absolutely. That's hard to recover from. I mean, I think, you know, they'll, they'll you know, surely jump into the portal and try to track somebody down to, uh, you know, add some more continuous depth in that position. I mean, obviously we have 6'6", 300-pound uh, Robinson, who's been a, you know, steady contributor at that position after starting four games in 2021, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, with Rogers also making his way back and uh, he had some strong performances last year, especially against Wisconsin and also against Iowa uh, in his return with four tackles against Wisconsin and five against uh, Iowa. I think those things are going to bold. Well, you know, um, we're also going to be looking, I think for a hutch maker, to make a bigger role and have a bigger role at the position as well. He's a fan favorite, obviously, he has a great nickname, the Polar Bear. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so he'll look to have a strong performance, you know, um, I'm sorry, a strong presence in, in there as well in the defensive front. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, they're going to be looking to some of their young guys to develop. Uh, hopefully they'll see some uh, big a development out of guys who have lack of experience at the position out of, you know, Marquise Black and uh, Mosai Newsom and uh, Ruquan Buckley, as well as Jalen Weaver. Uh, Weaver. So some of those guys are going to hopefully be able to step up and, you know, they'll get this time. And, and it's, as you say, when, when you lose people, it's next man up, right? They're going to be looking at that to be their opportunity and their a chance to make a name and, 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 make some noise for themselves, especially in the spring game. I think that's where you'll start to see them. I'm sure they're in their weight room. Uh, they're getting it. They're working on their technique, and they have an opportunity to, to be able to show and prove. Yeah, it, it's it's just I I suppose the 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 weir, the fear or the worriness like this happens every year, right? Like you said, guys guys leave. It's next man up mentality, and they've certainly been recruiting there over the years to get uh you know the Mosai Newsoms, the Hutmakers, the, uh, the Wildemans, the Marquise Black, Cron Buckley, all those guys. Uh, don't want to leave out Jalen Weaver and, and and Brody Tagaloa. Um, all those guys they they've they've got them 
in the mix ready to play eventually. That, that, that's why you hand out your scholarships. So it it's just it, it's quite a drop off from what you potentially thought if you brought Damian Daniels, right? Uh, Jordan Riley's like an, another. It's like kicking a man while he's down, right? Now that he's gone, and, and it's nothing against him. Obviously, do what's best for you, uh, and he wants to move on and play at Oregon. That's a that's a good. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's following the coach too. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know the one that he's been familiar with, the one he's been comfortable with. He's following him out there, and and that's understandable too. Um, you know, sometimes a guy likes to go where uh, he has that comfort level and not understanding and knowing what the situation is going to be upon his return. Uh, you know, but definitely he he definitely could have been and played a, a, a vital role in, in the resurgence of that front line. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see which guy I'm looking forward to seeing which one's going to step up and and make a name for themselves. Yeah, and again, it's just like DeAndre Thomas is another part there. Like, I felt if if they did lose Damian, you know, okay, DeAndre Thomas is starter ready, ready. Jordan Riley are starter ready. Like those type of guys, you just, you know, you thought that the possibility of losing all three of those guys was going to be pretty low, um, you know, coming off of last season. So you leaned on the defensive line. You said just the front seven overall is going to be the strength of this team. Uh, they just had so much loss there that now I, I kind of, I don't want to say front seven. I want to go to, okay, the linebacker position is the strength of this defense. You have all the starters back there, and that's fair. It is, it, it, and it will continue to be. It just makes you feel a little bit more better if the front, right? If you can just – you don't have to just name one position, but the entire front should be good in the Big Ten. I mean, that that sounds solid. It's a good way um, to kind of feel good about your team moving forward, and now uh, the defensive line is a little thin. But either way uh, – you know, Nebraska's got to got to work in the portal to get that fixed, and they have uh, similar to kind of the quarterback thing. They've at least struck out early on some of those guys, and and obviously it's getting later into um, the season or, or the off season, I should say. But it's not too late. I mean, it's obviously um, still waiting to get into February here, and I think that this portal. It's just going to linger. I, I think that that's, that's more so anything that I want to take out of this story is, is it seems like it's just going to linger around um, and, you, you know, just all because there's no parameters around it. Um, I, I figured once school started, those guys would be in, right? And, and school started a couple weeks ago now. Um, and But I, I think it's just going to continue to be there. Guys make decisions at different rates. Obviously, like you said, um, could be a coaching type of thing if, if a coach leaves – at a certain time, maybe that, that sways an opinion of a guy. But um, I thought that there would – and I still think that there will be quite a bit of an exodus after spring ball. Um, but uh, I think it's just going to be a year-round thing, which at least for us is, is pretty good content. It comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I mean, we won. We won in some of those battles, right? I mean, you look at the Mickey Joseph situation and what he was able to draw draw in and the receiving of Trey Palmer and, and also the coldest, uh, Crawford, and those guys coming in. Uh, it, so So – it's a give and take, right? It's ultimately going to depend on is, is it a net positive or a net negative? And, and hopefully, you know, some of those young guys uh, will have an eye-opening moment and their eyes will get really big because, shoot, the door just swung wide open for their opportunity to step in there and, and get busy, you know? So that's, that's the way I look at it. Um, I, I, I had some of those same type of moments, you know, for myself. I think in part of my career, it's, it's, it's injury that ended up giving me the opportunity. I think, you know, the Mavericks learned a lot out of injury for me because instead of looking at me as a traditional point guard, they, they saw that they just had a, a guard, a guy that can play and do multiple things because of injury. And that's what provided that opportunity. Um, so in the same manner as the loss of, you know, players can sometimes raise your level, your bar 
your expectations and what you have to do and you have to provide. And if there's going to be success, I have to step in. And, and those guys, I'm sure, are all looking at that as an opportunity. Yeah, and, and, and somebody else uh, saw an opportunity at Nebraska over the weekend, too. We're talking volleyball now, uh, where uh, Penn State four-time All-American middle line, uh, middle blocker. I'm still thinking football, middle linebacker. No, she can't play line blocker, but just a blocker. Caitlin Horde. <laughs> we could use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could use her, too, out there. Uh, Caitlin Horde announced that she'll play her final season with the Huskers. Of course, Penn State's legendary coach just uh, retired this past season, so maybe that's part of the reason why she's moved on. But John Cook continues um, to put together – these these teams, I mean, when he brings girls in, it's usually with them all American accolades, and it just tells you what kind of a draw Nebraska is with the crowd over there at Bob Devaney, and obviously the success that they have every year in the tournament. Um, but uh, just amazing, never fails to amaze me when you get that high profile of a player in, uh, and he did it again. Now, especially in losing Stevens, you know, who had been yeah. there, had been a solid piece for them to be able to replace it with this high quality and high level of a player. One of the things that I love about what, what uh, Coach Cook said is that um, she's a high personality and character. And it's good when you can add that type of person into the mix coming in and, and, and looking to shake up things and, and provide. I mean, shoot, she's very talented with a, you know, a career of 1,022 1, kills, 522 blocks with a hit percentage of four. Uh, 40%, 41% while she was there, ranking in the top five of all-time Division One players and career hitting percentage at 1.31. So that, I mean, you, you to land that after what, you know, you were able to do and Wisconsin's always going to revamp and, 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 and replenish what they lost and, and to be able to get that quality of player in, uh, in the middle, especially, uh, especially with her blocks. I mean, I think that's an area that, that Nebraska, would love to upgrade as well is in that middle blocking position to be able to, uh, uh, you know, take on some of the, the, the issues that they have uh, in the big 10, as far as um, in nationally, as far as getting it done there. you know what I mean? So, I mean, she's done it, you know, first, second, third team, you know, all, all her career. So there's consistency there. Whereas in some instances with the football team, you have some uncertainty with that. You don't have any uncertainty. You know what you're getting. No, I mean, they're, they're like every year they build it. It's just kind of amazing. You look at like the level of if you're not an all-conference type of pick, then you're going to be, you know, looking at yourself on the outside, looking in to try to get minutes with Nebraska volleyball. So uh, it's just amazing to see what they do there. Um, the other thing in Husker happenings this weekend that I wanted to get to before um, the break is obviously Nebraska basketball losing. Nebraska women's basketball winning, so we should mention that. But Nebraska – Men's basketball losing 63-61 to 61, um, to Rutgers. Uh, a, a frustrating game. Um, and before we dive deep into that, there was a question off the text line at the end of the water cooler segment, which basically asking um, why Casey Tamanaga has seen his minutes drop significantly. Um, why, why do you think Casey Tamanaga is not getting as many minutes? Uh, outside of the obvious, Trey McGowan's getting back and healthy. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's a question that I don't know if I have an answer to. Um, that's that's hard to, to know for sure. I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if he's kind of went into a shell now. Um, but he doesn't look the same out there. He, he looks uncertain of himself. He looks unsure. Um, he's kind of turning it over a little bit and, and he just doesn't seem to have the same energy that he had before. I, I don't know what that is, but hopefully um, they can get him turned around. They're going to need him. I mean, they're going to need him to be able to stroke the ball. Um, I, I think what I find interesting more than anything is that uh, you know, 
the play, the, the way that the game was played for the most part uh, without Verge, I think that was kind of something that was probably done. I, I don't know if it was a reason with discipline or whatever the case may be, but I think, you know, having Kobe Webster, he, you could tell that there was definitely a, you know, a, a different leader, leadership quality that was, was presented with his play. Um, they played very well, but again, the problem they have is they're going through long droughts, you know, periods of not being able to score. I mean, I mean, they ended up missing 14 of their final 16 shots, which allowed the Rutgers to get back into the game at the half and in an eight in an 8-0 run that pulled the game for, to, from uh, 30 to 31 to 28. And so uh, and then they missed their last six of 10 shots. And it just those droughts, you just can't happen. I mean, especially when you're trying to get off the snide um, again, you know, they stepped up and they had players that stepped up in the end and and Harper hits a big shot and we don't have a go-to situation. I think again, Bryce, a couple of situations, you had a great game, drove, you got three guys on you. You're not getting that shot off, bro. They're not letting you get that off. And that's where you've got to trust and find that next guy. That's going to be able to hopefully knock the shot down. And they weren't able to do it. And, and obviously uh, Rutgers pulled one out at the end. Yeah. I mean, they didn't get back into it. I mean, I mean, they didn't, it's like, you know, until like the last minute of the game is when they finally took the lead. It was, it was crazy to me, but, uh, and and again, you have those moments similar to what the football team had and they're like, Oh, here we go again type moments. And that's what you've got to overcome. You've got to be able to overcome those feelings, those emotions where you're right there on the verge and and you've got to break through and, and they just have not been able to do it. Just have not been able to finish games and play a whole 40 minutes. Yeah, and then that was about as close as they got to it, but still, um, there's a lot to work on there. They didn't shoot particularly well. Verge, for what it's worth, um, did have a, a death in the family, so he was uh, he was sitting out. Uh, you kind of learned about that right before the game, so he, he sat out because of that, but should be ready to go tomorrow as Nebraska heads to Ann Arbor to take on Michigan. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more as the show proceeds, but coming up next, we have uh, Steve Sipple of the Lincoln Journal Star and, of course, of early break right here on 93.7 The Ticket, so we'll run through some basketball stuff and some uh, NFL playoffs stuff as well as the Super Bowl is set with Steve Sippable of the Lincoln Journal Star coming up next year on The Block. (laughs) 